0: We now return to your midlife crisis. Already in progress. From Television City in Hollywood, California, Taped before a live studio audience of mostly living people and one confirmed zombie, it's Buffoonery, a Larry King Guy audio variety show podcast. Join Larry and his guests for the silliest entertainment allowed without a prescription. And now your host. Coronavirus Patient Zero, Larry King Guy.
1: Must eat brains. Hey now. Welcome to Buffoonery,
0: the internet's one and only audio only variety show podcast. I'm your host, Larry King Guy. Hey now. What a great studio audience. It's pure electric in here. I love the energy. As you heard, our special guest announcer, Hank Kingsley, is here. And of course, our very special guest, Zombie Stephen Hawking. Take a bow, Stephen. I'm just kidding. I'm really excited for this first episode of my new podcast, Buffoonery. I named the podcast to reflect the content of the show and the overall goal of bringing fun and silliness to an altogether too serious world. If there's one thing life requires, it's a regular dose of pure silliness. Don't you agree, Stephen? Must eat brains. You do look pretty hungry, but something tells me my brains are safe from you. Although your intermittent grimace does look quite threatening. How about this coronavirus? Have you heard about this, Hank? Hey, now. Recently, the World Health Organization decided that neither coronavirus nor COVID-19 adequately reflected the severity of the worldwide outbreak or the panic it's brought throughout the population. So they've decided to rename it Chinese flu-aids. <laughs> Did you hear me, Stephen? They're calling it the Chinese (laughs) flu-aids. And now, breaking news. Schools around the country are closing for weeks on end as concern for the coronavirus mounts. We're joined by Simone Hatfield, junior at Sherman High School in suburban Chicago, where a local student, Ferris Bueller, has been diagnosed with the coronavirus. Simone, what can you tell us about your fellow student's illness?
2: Um,
3: he's sick.
0: Can you describe what you know about his condition?
3: My best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid is going with the girl who saw Ferris pass out at 31 Flavors last night. I guess it's pretty serious.
0: It certainly sounds serious, Simone. Thanks for being with us.
3: No problem whatsoever.
0: And now back to your regularly scheduled programming, already in progress. (laughs) Ha 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 all right, enough jokes. Let's get on with the show. And what better way to start than with a Larry King Minute. I'm Larry King, and this is a Larry King Minute. Tonight, the story of Willa Cather, award-winning novelist and acclaimed poet. From her humble beginnings to the height of literary success, and a poem that changed the world. Every word of this is her true story, even the part about venereal disease. Born in Gore, Virginia in 1873, Willa Cather took to poetry at a very young age. She began work on what would become her best-known poem, Milk, Milk, Lemonade, almost immediately upon learning to talk. From a handwritten note, dated December 23, 1876, and considered by historians to be the official first draft, a three-year-old Willow wrote, Moo Moo Pee Poo. It took Willa Cather 13 drafts to perfect what would become her poetic masterpiece. 13 drafts over 8 painstaking years. Originally commissioned to raise money for the foundation of the Statue of Liberty, Willa Cather read her acclaimed poem at the statue's dedication in 1886. Milk,
3: milk, lemonade. Around the corner, made.
0: Later in her career, she turned the poem into a nightclub act, involving song, dance, a donkey, and ping pong balls. An early phonographic recording of Katha's nightclub show, Showers of Gold, survives in the archives of the Library of Congress.
4: This may be coming from the front hall, boys, but it ain't no lemonade.
0: Katha's poem would later be adapted by the New York State Department of Health to promote awareness of venereal disease. So remember milk lemonade around the corner fudge is made if they're bleeding discharge or pus to the doctor
5: go you must
0: later known for her pulitzer prize winning novel one of ours willa cather published three collections of poetry april twilights fought fought shot and two in the pink one in the stink in her later years willa moved to new york city where she continued to write highly successful novels and compulsively engage in high-risk sex with male prostitutes. Willa Cather died on April 24, 1947, after a lengthy battle with gonorrhea. Her last words were, Stinky Pinky. On a personal note, I saw her nightclub act as a young man. Her act really lived up to its name, and that donkey certainly earned his keep. This has been a Larry King Minute.
5: 11.
0: Hello, happy 7-Eleven Day. How are you, sir? What is the flavor of Slurpee that people are enjoying for free today?
5: The bad dick kick Slurpee.
0: Bad dick?
5: Kick, kick, yeah, the bad dick kick Slurpee.
0: The, the bad dick Slurpee?
5: Yeah, the bad dick kick Slurpee.
0: Who would want to drink a bad dick Slurpee?
5: Bad dick, B-I-R-T-H, bad day. Bad dick. Bad, yeah, bad dick.
0: Bad dick.
5: No, B-I-L-T-H, that's day, D-A-Y, dick, sloppy.
0: Bad dick?
5: Yeah, bad dick dick.
0: So a lot of people have been enjoying the bad dick?
5: Yeah, bad dick dick.
0: Do they enjoy the Caucasian bad dick or the black bad dick?
5: No, it's 7-Eleven bad dick, sloppy.
0: Maybe an Asian bad dick?
5: 7-Eleven bad dick.
0: A Middle Eastern bad dick?
5: Yeah, that's the 7-Eleven bad dick dick.
0: Hispanic bad dick.
5: Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven.
0: Well, does Seven Eleven discriminate against yeah. bad dicks?
5: No, that is a special slurpee they did today for the bad day. Seven Eleven. That's what oh. they customers there. Yeah.
0: So it's just for Seven Eleven's birthday that they've introduced the bad dick slurpy.
5: Exactly, sir.
0: Great. That's fantastic. I'm not going to enjoy the bad dick. If I'm going to enjoy a dick, I want it to be a glorious one.
5: No, it's bad, B-I-R-T-H, the bad day.
0: B-A-D-D-I-C-K.
5: No, 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 bad day, D-A-Y, cake. Bad dick. Okay, sir, I have some, a lot of customers waiting. Let me just get back to you, sir.
0: You enjoy that bad dick? Yeah. Bye-bye. Okay.
1: Bye. Must eat brains.
0: Welcome back to Buffoonery. In a world exclusive, I've attained audio of a secretly recorded sex tape involving a certain couple from a highly popular TV show on PBS. Some people think they're best friends. Others believe they're a gay couple in a long-term relationship. I'll let you be the judge.
4: It's little, Bert. Little? Mm-hmm. It's little and, and it's cute, Bert. Honey. Now, come on, leave me alone. I'm to go explore this
6: tunnel.
1: Boy, boy. Bert, you're
4: not
1: trying. Bert, Bert, did you tap me?
4: Oh, Ernie, what a great, superb packing job. I left a big mess. Do you think I should get up and and, and clean that stuff up now? Ernie, it's time to go to sleep now. You can do that in the morning.
1: Yeah.
4: It's pretty messy in there, Bert. Well, Ernie, you're just a little messy. I've learned that. I'm used to it. Let's go to sleep. All right, Ernie.
1: Good night, Bert.
7: They were calling on I for David speaking,
0: I help I'm sorry, what's your first name? David. David, uh, David, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. No
7: problem.
0: David, I'm doing a little quiz show here right now. It's a little segment I'm doing. And uh, if you answer five simple questions, I'm going to give you a valuable prize from the uh-huh. prize vault. Are you ready, David?
7: Yes,
0: sir. All right. If you answer them all, no matter the answer, you win. Question number one, have you had a three-way or group sex? Yes. Yes, fantastic. Would you like to give me any details, David?
7: It was great, amazing, best thing I've ever done.
0: Excellent, could you give me uh, the participants, the uh, details about them?
7: Um, Two girls.
0: Yeah, what about the ages?
7: Oh, um, 23 at the time, yeah.
0: Nice, both of them? Give or take. Nice. Good for you, David.
7: Yeah, uh, no. Uh, i try.
0: All right. Let's go to question number two. You ready?
7: Yes, yeah, sir.
0: All right. Have you had interracial sex? Yes. Nice. Again, any details you want to give me?
7: Um, Asian, white, I'm not picky.
0: That's not much of a compliment to the ladies, but I get what you're saying.
7: Yeah.
0: All right. Which one would you prefer? I, I like the Asians myself.
7: Yeah, so far I'm digging the Asian.
0: You and me were on the same wavelength there, David.
7: Sounds good.
0: All right. That's two questions, three to go. Question number three Have you had sex in a public place? Yes. All right. Again, little details. Come on, David.
7: The dressing room of Elaine Bryant in the mall.
0: Ooh, dressing room in the mall. Nice. You think any cameras were uh, working on that action?
7: Oh, God. No, I hope not. Oh, well, there are cameras. She's probably fired now.
0: Oh, who cares about that? you got your action.
7: Yeah, you're right.
0: (laughs) There you go, David. All right, we're three questions down. We only have two more to go. Have you had a sexual experience with someone of the same sex?
7: I have not indulged in that field.
0: Indulged. Okay. All right. It's a peculiar use of language, but I'll take your word for it. All right. You don't go that way. No, sir. All right, David. This is the last question. You answer this question, and you win the fantastic prize from the
7: prize vault. Are you ready? Sounds good. good.
0: All right. David, what's the total number of your sexual partners?
7: I've recently went through that, and um, I'm somewhere in the 40 area.
0: The 40 area. Yes. All right. How how old are you, David? I need to judge this here. 27. 27 and 40. Yeah. God damn, you've been working through the pwn.
7: Yeah, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but, you know, it is what it
0: is. Shit, David, I'd be proud as hell.
7: <laughs> I can't say I'm not. Oh, oh, maybe a little bit.
0: Come on now, David. It's two dudes talking here. You don't have to be sly. Come on.
7: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, my number's up there.
0: There you go, David. All right, listen. You yeah. have a prize already, but if you answer the next question, I'm going to give you the better prize. All right. Okay. David, if you were to engage in a homosexual act, would you swallow?
7: Well, I wouldn't engage in that act, so that's an invali- The question itself is invalid.
0: Well, it's a hypothetical, David. I'm talking about you as a lover.
7: <laughs> All right. I'll put it like this. Um,. With my ladies, I, I don't mind swallowing. Yeah.
4: You you dig
0: on the pussy. I do. Good for you, David. David, good for you.
7: Thank you.
0: David. If you say this one thing for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna triple the prize. Would you do this for me? Would you say, Little Joe Pittman, I love your H D C.
7: Little Joe Pittman, I love your H D C.
0: Fantastic. All right. I'm going to tell you something, David. I was only going to give you one prize, but you're going to get three. Great. And this is from the, the prize vault. vault. Are you prepared?
7: I am prepared.
0: All right. You win not one, not two, but three oven mitts.
7: All right. Oven mitts. Can't get wrong with those. You can never have enough.
0: Never, David. Isn't that fantastic?
7: Yeah, there will always be something to pull out the oven.
0: I can throw in a box of tissues. Could you really? I'll have to ask my manager.
7: All right. Hey, if you can, I'm all game.
0: All right. Fantastic. David, I'm going to disconnect here, but I'm going to keep my producer on the phone, and I want to get your personal information so that we can give you these fantastic prizes.
7: All right. Sounds good.
0: All right. Fantastic, David. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right.
7: That was a
3: fantastic
0: prize. A 68-year-old albatross recently became the oldest known bird to lay an egg. One thing we know for sure about the male who mated with her, he has no need for our sponsor. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast, so you can be ready to go whenever an opportunity arises. Buffoonery listeners, visit BlueChew.com and use promo code TITTYFUCK. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TITTYFUCK. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the show. In the tradition of variety TV shows, I want buffoonery to be the real deal. In that vein, I'd like to welcome to the show Sven Lundgren, A master plate spinner.
1: Must eat brains.
0: Normally there'd be horribly loud orchestral music playing in the background. But since this is an audio-only podcast, we're going to broadcast this segment music-free, and I'll do play-by-play so you can truly appreciate a master plate spinner in action. Okay, Sven, take it away. Here goes the first plate. Even that first plate is pretty amazing. Sven comes from a long line of master plate spinners, starting with his great-grandfather, Horatio Lundgren, who had a long career on the European plate-spinning circuit until his life was tragically cut short by being a Nazi. Now Sven is preparing the second plate in sequence. And... There it is! two plates spinning simultaneously as Sven moves deftly from one pole to the next keeping the plate spinning just a master in action the audience loves it must eat brains shut up Steven now Sven is preparing the third plate and there it is three plates spinning as one interestingly Sven is related to the Flying Walendas, the family of high-wire daredevils. Unfortunately, Sven's uncle, Bruce Lundgren, tried to combine both plate-spinning and the high-wire, dying tragically when he fell and landed on several plate-spinning poles. I'm joking, he died of AIDS. Now Sven is preparing the fourth plate. Oh, a little mishap. But these things happen. As you can hear, the first three plates are spinning perfectly. Even the masters have a slip-up here and there. Now, Sven has gotten another plate and is preparing to add it to the sequence. Oh my, that fourth plate didn't last very long. I can see the frustration on Sven's face. He appears to be quite upset. Oh, this is so unfortunate. Sven has let his emotions get the best of him. That was not the way I expected this segment to go. Sven is now storming off the stage and behind the curtain. Well, those first three plates were a sight to behold. Thank you, Sven Lundgren, for being on the show.
1: Must eat brains.
2: cloudy skies, 41 degrees. Now back to the Larry King Show. From the nation's capital, the Mutual Broadcasting System presents the Larry King Show. And now, one of America's foremost
0: interviewers, Larry King. I shit my pants last night. I'm good uh, twice a year for that. When was the last time you shit your pants? Been a while? I was in Vegas a couple years ago. This is an honest-to-God-true story. Staying at the Bellagio, and I went over to the Mirage for dinner, and I met some friends of mine over there. Went to Kokomo's, a great little steakhouse. This guy brings out some fresh crab legs and says, these just came in, I gotta give them to you guys. Brings a set, and I'm eating them. Then we go gamble a little bit. I had a tea time early in the morning, so I said, look, I gotta get going. I'm walking back to the hotel, and I get three-quarters of the way out of the lobby, and all of a sudden I go, oh, fuck. I'm standing there. I got my butt pinched. I'm fucked. I can't move. I had food poisoning from the crabs. And I'm just standing there, and it's running down my leg. I got jeans on, black bucks, no socks, and I just start fucking walking. And every time I walk, something comes out. It's water. Just straight fucking water. Then to show you how sick I was, I'm standing outside and make a call on my cell phone. I call a guy. I said, Larry, you're not gonna believe this. I'm standing outside the lobby of the Bellagio. I can't move. I got shit everywhere. I got shit all over myself. And Larry's about a 48 waist. So he brings me over a pair of his pants and some towels and he comes over and he meets me. It's 12 o'clock at night. He goes back in and finds the closest bathroom in the lobby of the hotel, and then I get on the escalator, and he pretends like he drops something so no one gets behind me. He tells me where it is, and he goes in there, goes and gets the towels all wet for me, throws them over the fucking stall. I take off all my fucking clothes, just wipe off. Leave my shoes, my pants, everything right there. The towels just right there in the stall. And I'm walking barefoot with my shirt and with these pants that are 48 waist through the lobby at midnight. Got up in the morning and took the most perfect double tapered shit I'd ever had in my life. True story. Are we back from the break yet?
5: Thank you for calling Denny's and Beaver Dam. How may I help you?
0: Hello, um I'm looking for a customer who may be there. Uh, his name is Don Geronimo.
5: Do you know what he looks like?
0: Uh he's in his uh, mid to late fifties, uh lighter colored beard.
5: Well I only have one customer in here and doesn't look like that at all.
0: What does he look like?
5: He's uh colored, doesn't look he's like probably like mid twenties.
0: A colored, do you mean black? Yeah. You just called a black man colored?
5: Yeah.
0: What decade are you in?
5: Okay. What do you need something?
0: Yeah, could I speak to the colored gentleman? Sure. Thank you.
5: Uh he left, sorry.
0: The colored gentleman left?
5: Yeah.
0: So that's the only person in the in the uh, restaurant? Yeah. There's nobody There's no else there?
5: Customer.
0: Any Japs? What? Any Japs? No. Any chinks? No. No?
5: Is this a prank call?
0: No, I was looking for Don Geronimo.
5: Well, there's nobody here.
0: There are no coloreds. There are no japs. There are no chinks. No. Any spics?
5: Okay. um, You're being very rude.
0: I'm being rude. You're the one calling black people coloreds.
5: Okay. Can I help you with anything? Nobody's here.
0: How old are you? That
5: you're describing.
0: What age are you that you call black people colored?
5: It's just being respectful. I'm not going to call.
0: It's being respectful to call black people colored?
5: What era are you
0: from? You call white people... Shut up. You call white people white, but you call black people colored?
5: Did you just tell me to shut up?
0: Well, you are a little bit of a cunt. You
1: admit that, right? Must Eat Brains.
0: On September 13, 2019, Don Geronimo broadcast his final podcast, announcing what he called his impending third act. He was scant on specifics, but said details would be revealed within 30 days. Now, almost half a year on, listeners have yet to hear Don's big announcement. So I decided to do something a little different. Most people have heard of something called backmasking. It's a process of reversing audio and placing it in a recording meant to be played forward. But when played in reverse, a hidden message is revealed. So I listened to Don's final podcast completely in reverse, beginning to end, and listened for any secret messages Don may have intended us to hear. And what I found, I think you'll find quite interesting. Here are three clips I've isolated for your examination. First, I'll play the clip in the normal forward position, and then I'll play it in reverse. First clip.
6: I'm here to tell you that this podcast is ending. The podcast itself is going on hiatus, because I've got a new chapter in my life. Uh, Very soon. I I cannot tell you about it right now. I wish I could. I can't. Now that same clip played in reverse. I don't know. I feel like I'm failing you in some way. Well,
0: fuck it. Okay, let's go to clip number two.
6: You'll be, as I mentioned, hearing me on your radio, watching me on your TV, uh in less than thirty days.
0: Now that clip played backwards. Close but not right at all.
6: Why you know
0: Okay, last clip. This one from the end of Don Geronimo's final podcast.
6: And I thank you for listening. I thank you for subscribing, especially the last five years. You really have made this very special for me, and, you, and you've made the next move possible. So thanks, thanks. And
0: now this final clip played in reverse.
6: I love doing the show for free, but I love taking your money even more. So damn Bailey.
0: Did these hidden messages shed some deeper insight about Don's now mysterious third act? I'll let you be the judge. We're going to begin here at 4.30 with a strange story. Starring the Phillies fanatic, his big green hot dog, and a hot relish facial for a local area Phillies fan and baseball slut. With more details, we head to Action News reporter Sarah Bloomquist with the full story. Serious accusations here, Sarah.
1: Yeah, Brian, trust me, this is not what Kathy McVeigh wanted to be known for. Monday night at the Phillies game, she got hit right between the eyes by a hot dog fired from the Fanatics hot dog cannon. Now she has a message for other Phillies fans. Oh my gosh, I never
2: thought a hot dog could hurt. Kathy McVeigh did get hurt and by a hot dog. It just came out of nowhere and hard, yeah. On Monday night, McVeigh was seated behind home plate with a Philly fanatic started firing hot dogs, real hot dogs into the
4: stands. And one landed squarely between McVeigh's eyes. And then next thing I know, bam, it like hit me like a, a ton of bricks. My glasses flew. That night, she ended up in the emergency room to make sure she didn't suffer a concussion. <laughs> It's sore. It's very sore. Kathy McVeigh loves the Phillies, but she does have a message for fans. I understand a baseball, but not a
1: hot dog.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Not exactly the story I heard earlier. I think Kathy McVeigh has changed her tune after a post-game slut walk home. In other news... Okay, parfait. <laughs>
5: Thank you for calling Denny's and Just
0: ran. Hello. uh, What's your name? Amber. So, uh, Amber, I'm calling for the uh, Don Geronimo show. I have a uh, transgendered employee, Little Joe Pittman. He had a cock and balls, and now she has big, fake tits.
5: Okay.
0: I'm looking for a a certain specific uh, order for Little Joe Pittman.
5: Um, We have burgers. Comes with fries.
0: No, I'm looking for H D What is that? Can, can little Joe Pittman get H I don't even,
5: I don't know what
0: that is. That's hot, delicious cum.
5: Hot, full of shit cum?
0: Yes, ma'am.
5: Uh, sure, we can do that.
0: Excellent. Could could I get it sprayed all over the food? Of course. Excellent, thank you. And the, the cook who's going to do the spraying, could you tell me his ethnicity?
5: I don't know, Caucasian?
0: Oh, that's uh, the best I'm you can do? I'm not really
5: sure. Uh-huh.
0: No, I could do that myself. Could you could you get an African American gentleman or a Hispanic gentleman? No. All right. I guess that that'll be just fine. Okay, but it'll be a good load. Ah, uh, sure. Excellent. A nice thick load, please.
5: Okay. All right. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much.
5: Okay. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye.
0: This is Larry King Alive. I'm Larry King. Tonight, broadcasting from an intensive care unit at an undisclosed hospital awaiting heart surgery. My guest, Pastor Kenneth Copeland, religious grifter and jet-set preacher to the poor. Pastor Copeland, welcome to the show. I love your eyes. Thank you. I have a nice cock, too. First question. You've said that you don't fly commercial because, quote... It's like getting in a tube with a bunch of demons. End quote. That sounds very homoerotic. Are you a snake handler, if you know what I mean?
6: God,
4: I get excited talking about it, because I love
6: it.
0: Enough said, and happy Pride Month. Next question. I've seen your wife. She's quite ugly, a bowling trophy wife. Did you consummate your marriage? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. Okay, okay, my bad. Next question. What's the creepiest thing you've ever said to God? Oh, God, I love this. Ew. And now, some very minor heart surgery. There, good as new. Last question. Getting back to the original point, what did you mean when you said flying commercial was like getting in a tube with a bunch of demons?
4: We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities
0: and powers. Homo says what? Save it for your grinder profile, Liberace. Any closing thoughts?
4: Thank you, Lord. Help me. Just, let, me let me pray. Father, bless today. Thank you for giving yeah,
0: me Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the show, Fruity. This has been Larry King Alive. I'm Larry King. I'll be on life support. Good night. Do you or someone you know have a problem with Ed? Don't let Ed keep you from enjoying a healthy sex life. This Ed character sounds like a real dick. Try Blue Chew from BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients such as Viagra and Cialis. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at a pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. Buffoonery listeners, visit BlueChew.com and use promo code TITTYFUCK. That's BlueChew.com, promo code TITTYFUCK. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the show.
7: Thank you for calling Denny's. This is Barry speaking. Let's be at the go order.
0: Hi, Barry. I just got back from rehab, and I'm on the eighth step of my AA 12-step program. I have to make amends to people I've harmed, and for the past eight months, I've been making prank phone calls to various Denny's restaurants around the country. I was wondering if you could forgive me on behalf of all the servers and managers that I've pranked. I'm, I'm very sorry.
7: Yes, sir. That's fine. That's no problem.
0: Thank you so much, Barry. I really appreciate that. It it really, it's a huge weight from my shoulders. I can't thank you enough. Uh, Could I ask you one more question?
7: Yes, sir. Sure thing.
0: Thank you. Uh, If I came to your restaurant, would you put some Vaseline on my butthole? It's very dry.
7: No, I I can't say that I would.
0: What if, you know, I sweet-talked you a little
7: bit? No, I don't think that's possible.
0: I have the voice that can sweet-talk, Barry. I don't know if you can tell that right now, but I turn it on, and, buddy, you're going to be ready for action.
7: Yeah, is that right? You have a voice for radio, but that voice I don't think is possible for me.
0: Well, you you have the voice both for radio and for action. The two of us together are unstoppable, Barry. (laughs) Is that right? Absolutely.
7: (laughs) Are you seeking a partner in crime, that is?
0: Well, I'd have to say that you would definitely be the submissive partner in that relationship.
7: Well, if I'm putting the Vaseline on you, I don't think I would be.
0: Well, I didn't say you were going to penetrate me there, you <laughs> freak.
7: Oh, I'm the freak now. I apologize.
0: I just wanted a moist butthole. You're the one that wanted the dick in the ass. Uh,
7: no, not quite.
0: Oh, you wanted a tongue up there? No. You're an even bigger freak than I thought, Barry.
7: No. <laughs>
0: Barry, can you do me one more favor?
7: Uh, depends on what it is. <laughs>
0: Could you say, Little Joe Pittman, I love your HDC?
7: Little Joe Pittman, I love your HDC.
0: Barry, you are perfect. I can't thank you enough. And, and I'm and I'm not going to ask you to do anything with my butt.
7: <laughs> I greatly appreciate that.
0: You're very welcome, Barry. You have a great night, sir.
7: Definitely. You do say. Bye-bye.
0: But. welcome back to buffoonery must eat brains most of you know me as a frequent contributor to the don geronimo show over a four-year period i was on don's show over 120 times won 20 don geronimo show lobster bibs and the very first fake pile of shit prize so i wanted to give a brief history of how i became the larry king guy
6: the way you talk, I have to mention something to you. The, the, the way that you talk, the way that you speak, when you do your Larry King, it's a really, yeah. really good Larry King, and you know that because you have his vocal pattern down. That's what I love so much, with the pausing and the King's things. When did you, <laughs> when did you start doing your Larry King? Because it's actually very good.
4: Well, I started the Larry King uh, a long time mm-hmm. ago. when uh, It was the Don and Mike show when you played the uh, Larry King rant.
6: Oh, the one about the, uh, uh, your, your boy is tired.
4: Yes, thirty nights. So i I heard that maybe uh, four or five hundred times listening to your <laughs> show, and so I would uh, do an impression of that to as many people who would listen, and to many more who wouldn't and would just walk away.
6: <laughs> well, I know that thing like a mental patient as well, and I don't play it nearly as much as I used to. But just off the top of my you head, could. off the top of my head, I know it's um. Uh, 30 days and your boy is tired. Because Larry's been working for 30 days during the Olympics. Yeah, and he's 30, very tired. 30 days straight. Your boy's tired.
0: The next clip is from January 6th, 2015. The very first day that listener voicemail became an official daily segment on the Don Geronimo show and the voicemail that started it all. My version of the aforementioned Larry King rant. Uh,
6: how about a he guy... And v- Donald and- a guy, a guy, a caller, I know, area code 703. 703. 703. Yeah. was that? Northern Virginia.
4: Well, it's way up there. Pressure on the fire. Well, it's way up there. Oh, soundboard guy. <laughs> Pressure on the fire. Done this before. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery.
2: Huh.
4: Applied himself well. So these are things that I have confidence in the young MD. The young MD. I'm lost, what do you mean? I am exhausted from 30 nights. No person, even those of us who are superhuman, those of us with Herculean appetites Herculean. for the diverse, the bizarre, even those of us who have shown an aptitude to, uh, to uh, fight the good fight and stay in a good long battle, even those of us can get tired. I think this guy's. Your boy is tired after a consecutive night.
6: It's an impression. It all right. Yeah. I have
4: a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. Look it up. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. That's what we do with pros. We're never rude. We don't cop out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we've been looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert. I like this. Or that we're parched. Here's ding. We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 floating addresses. So, what do you do? What is the answer? Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. Kind of worried about their club. Don't worry about their club. Worry about maybe Jack, maybe. <laughs> nah, don't worry. Okay, just cool it. Cool it. Life is a breeze. Of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles per hour, and I get promoted up to hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass that along. Yeah, pass, pass along. We're going to pass along the newsroom. The Mutual Newsroom, high atop the overlooking downtown, beautiful downtown, students in Washington, Washington, the A. The Mutual Newsroom get us up to date on the news headlines, and we'll come back with more open phone America, and we'll have a salute to my man, Duke Zebrich.
6: <laughs> well done. Really well done. I mean, at first I thought it was a tape of Larry King. Then I realized it's just a guy just reciting. Doing a tremendous job. Was that the 122nd one? Yeah. Yeah. Well done. My man Duke. Duke Zebra. All right, here's another one. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's some of what we got on the uh, the old voicemail. Mostly pretty damn good. I'm loving it. I am uh, really loving this feature. So continue to call. It's open now. Call after the show. I don't I don't care what you what you say. Obviously I don't care what you say. The number is eight four four eight one eight eleven forty. And some of you are rapidly working your way into my favorites list. Some of you, I'm going to have to break out into an elongated form. No, like they, I to. I want to involve that, the Larry King guy. That's really good. I really liked him, but the lady with the accent. She tickled your fancy from the beginning. Yeah, she did yes, yesterday. She did, she did yesterday yes. and she did again today. All right, thank you everybody for that. That's That's very nice.
0: Now you may be asking yourself, how accurate was my version of the Larry King rant compared to the original version on Larry King's radio show? I offer you now, for a direct word-for-word comparison, Larry King Guy versus Larry King. Uh, I'm a, a student
3: of print journalism, and I just wanted to know, uh, what advice do you have for uh, young people coming up into the field? Like, I, a lot of uh, for prof- professors are telling us how hard it is to get into the field at first. They're just like, no, since you're in the field, do you have any advice on that? For instance, experience, is that important? Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, is, that, is that probably the most
4: important? Uh... Well, it's way up there. Oh. Well, it's way up there.
3: It's way up there. Anything Anything else? Anything?
4: You... Pressure under fire. Done this before. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery.
2: Pressure under fire. Mm-hmm. Done this before. I don't want it to be his first uh, surgery. Okay. Huh. Applied
4: himself well. These are things I have confidence in a young MD.
2: Applied himself well. Mm -hmm. These are things I'd have confidence in, a young MD.
3: Okay. I'm talking about journalism field.
2: I'm lost. What do you mean? I'm lost. What do you mean?
3: The Journalism. Like, I'm a student of journalism at a college, and I was just wondering the most important aspect of getting into journalism, not the medical field. I think you're exhausted from 30 nights.
2: I am exhausted from 30 nights. I am exhausted from 30 nights. No person, even those of us who are superhuman. No, no person, even those of us who are superhuman. Those of us with Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre. Those of us with uh, Herculean appetites for the diverse and the bizarre. Even those of us who have shown an aptitude to to,
4: uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle.
2: Even those of us who uh, have shown an aptitude to... uh, to uh, uh, fight the good fight and stay the good long battle, even those of us can get tired. I think this guy's is... your boy is tired That's after three consecutive night. Even those of us can get tired, and your boy is tired after thirty consecutive nights. Yeah. I have
4: a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. Look it up. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book.
2: I have a half hour to go, and I'm going to do that half hour because I'm a pro. That's what pros do. I'm a professional. Look it up in the book. That's what we do, we're pros. Okay. That's what we do, we're pros. We're never rude. We don't cop out. We're never rude, we don't
4: cop out. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we've been looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert. I like
2: this. We don't tell you that we're ill or that we're looking for the farmhouse in the middle of the desert.
4: Or that we're parched.
2: Or that we're parched.
4: We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway? If you're a guy who's left 16 folding addresses.
2: We don't tell you that maybe the check didn't come through this month and where the hell does it go anyway if you're a guy who's left 16 forwarding addresses. Okay. So what do you do? What is the answer? (laughs) So what do you do? What is the answer? Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. Yeah, you're a little perturbed now. (laughs) Kind of worried about the club. Kind of worried about the club. The club. Don't worry about the club.
4: Where about maybe Jack, maybe? (laughs) Nah, don't worry. Okay, just cool it. Cool it. Life is a breeze.
2: I uh, don't worry about the club. Worry about maybe Jackie, might worry. <laughs> nah, don't worry. Okay, just cool it. Life is a breeze.
4: Of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles per hour. And I get promoted up to hurricanes. I
2: just thought I'd pass that along. Of course, some breezes, as you know, are 110 miles an hour and get promoted up to hurricanes. I just thought I'd pass that along.
4: You know, pass pass along I'm going to pass along the newsroom. The new mutual newsroom, high atop the overlooking downtown, beautiful
2: downtown studios of Washington Washington, Washington DC. We're uh, speaking of pass it along, we're gonna pass along now to the newsroom, the mutual newsroom, high atop the overlooking downtown, beautiful downtown studios of Washington, Virginia, Washington, Washington DC.
4: The mutual newsroom get us up to date on the news headlines, and we'll come back with more open Phone America. And we'll have our salute to my
2: man, Duke Zebert. The mutual newsroom will get us up to date on the news headlines, and we'll come back with a little more open-phone America. we'll have our salute to my man, Duke Zebert, by taking him to one of his favorite places, one of mine too, the town of Cooperstown, New York. This is The Larry King Show in Washington, and we'll be right back.
0: So there you have it. With everything left in and nothing left out. This is Larry King Guy... You've called Buffoonery Voicemail. Leave a message now.
3: What's up, Larry King guy? It's your boy Eli McFly. Just wondering, with all this coronavirus, do you think the Chinese-Asian powers are losing business?
1: Buffoonery Listener Voicemail.
5: Hey, Larry King guy. It's Mustang Kim calling from Florida. I'm so stoked for your new podcast. Can't wait to hear it. Anyway, guess I'll uh hang up and listen when you get it done. Good luck. Take care. See you.
1: Out. Listen ahead.
7: Hi, this is Jermichael Smythe. S-M-Y-T-H-E. I'm just calling to say that I really miss my cousin, my cousin Ronald Smythe, S-M-Y-T-H-E. And we miss listening to Don Geronimo and hearing the Larry King guy. So it's really nice to talk to you, you fucking cocksucker. Talk to you later. Bye, I
1: gotta go eat. listen to voicemail.
3: Hey, this is Andy Rooney calling from the fiery pits of eternal damnation. I was thinking, you make a lot of observations about things, and I used to make observations about things. I was wondering...
5: Maybe
3: once you
1: die come down to hell. <laughs> anyway, this is Andy Rooney, reporting from hell. bye Buffalo, maybe
4: you listen to me. Hey, Dom. What's <laughs> up, dog? Hey, Dom. What's 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 up, Dom?
7: Hey,
5: Dom. What's up, Dom? Hey, Dom. What's Buffalo. 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 Hey, you son of a bitch, this is Harry Carey, calling you from the and pitch of damnation. i not so bad down here, I, uh, got booze. Been spending a lot of time with Andrew Rooney, he's got some great ideas about pole tabs. They got the lotto down here, too, so that's pretty fun, the only thing, I don't got no baseball. I sing the, uh, the anthem every day, and I try to lead a seven inning stretch, but a lot of sinners don't go for it. Well, uh, anyway, uh, go Cubs, uh. Don't let the have creep too high on you, if you know what I'm
1: saying. But Buffoonery listener voicemail.
3: Hi, this is Lay King. I was calling to tell you what Heston Middle School was going to be having to lunch next week if they were back in school. On the 23rd, pigs in a blanket. On the 24th, spaghetti. On the 25th, a turkey sandwich. On the 26th, your children might enjoy a taco salad. On the 27th, surprise, surprise, She's pizza. Anyway, the kids aren't going to school anymore, so none of this matters. But that's what they could have been having. I'm waiting. I'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye.
7: Buffoonery listener voicemail.
3: This is Frank Frank, and the problem about fishing is sometimes you're out there on the lake all day long, and you can't seem to catch a bite. Well... First thing you gotta do is put some bait on it. I like stink bait. That's what my mama called it. She pulled a little bit of lint from underneath her skirt and I catch cash fish all day long. Number two, you get out there you wanna make sure you cast a line with a smooth stroke. You can't have a jerky cast so you won't be able to reel it in. But we all gotta do it. We all gotta eat. It's me, Frank Franklin. Thanks for taking my call
1: buff in any listener voicemail.
3: This is Derby McDurbin, security officer for the Wichita Airport flight line division. One thing I do want to tell you when keeping this country safe, especially from a virus pandemic like this, two things you got to know. Number one, wash your hands, of course. If you're going to be wiping your butt, your fucking butt's full of shit. So you make sure you get it out of there and wash it off your fingertips. Number two, if you're eating food with children, make sure you chew it up for them. So what you got to do is Bird like feed them, chew it up, mush it up, get it real soft, and spit it into the mouth. I do this for kids, I don't know, one to eight. So if you do that, it usually will keep them from getting a virus like that. Anyways, there's a couple tips to keep you and your family safe during this crisis. I'm Darby McDerbin for the Wichita Airport. Hey, thanks for letting me call in.
1: Hey,
3: bud, this is Brett, the old gunslinger number four. Hey, man. I was just calling to give you guys a recipe for some pancakes while you're quarantined. So what you're going to need, really, is just one and a half cups of all-purpose flour, three and a half teaspoons of baking powder, one teaspoon of salt. So in a large bowl, you're going to sift all the flour together in the baking powder with the salt and sugar, and then you're going to brown that on both sides and serve that pretty hot. So anyway, just a few things just to keep you guys filled up during the quarantine so anyways i hope that helps you guys hey great job and keep it up all right bud
1: buffoonery listener voicemail
5: hey motherfuckers it's time for buffoonery i'm
0: calling from the don geronimo show and nationwide radio show
5: you're what
0: hey baby what's your first name Ashley. So you are at uh, Pilot Travel Center?
5: Yes,
3: yeah, Kannapolis, North Carolina.
0: Could you tell me uh, what uh, accommodations you have there?
5: We have showers and laundry.
0: Okay, great. Uh, my name is Caitlin, and I was wondering, do you have accommodations for the transgendered?
5: Um, we don't have any restrictions for anybody here.
0: All right. So I show up and uh, you know, I got the cock and balls working, but I do have big fake tits. That would...
5: <laughs> Can I see them?
0: I'll show you the whole package.
5: <laughs> yeah, no, there's no any kind of
3: discrimination here. We have a lot of transgender people that come in here. Actually, my regulars in general, I have about six regulars that are transgender.
0: How many would be passable?
3: Um, not many. You can t- you can usually tell.
0: Some people say I have a slightly mannish voice. I'm trying to work on it, trying to get a little more dainty. You, you should have heard my voice before. It was it was much more masculine. My voice sounded like, "This is Caitlin. What's up, dude?"
5: Right. Yeah, it just takes time and
0: experience. There you go. I I appreciate your time. What's your first name again? Ashley. Ashley, that's right. Yes, ma'am. Caitlin. uh, Please, when I show up, if you you wouldn't mind saying, you look very dainty, Caitlin.
5: (laughs) I can do that for you.
0: (laughs) I appreciate that. And uh, could you say, hello, Don Geronimo?
5: Hello, Don Geronimo.
0: (laughs) And could you say, little Joe Pittman, I love your HDC?
5: Little Joe Pittman, I love
0: your HTC. There you go. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Ashley. I'll see you in a little while, and for the brief time I have it, I'm going to enjoy washing my, uh, my cock and balls in your lovely <laughs> facility.
5: Well, I hope you can do
0: that. All right. That's fantastic. Thank you, Ashley.
5: You're welcome.
0: Bye, Bye-bye. Welcome back to Buffoonery. This next segment is going to be something quite special. Can someone wheel Stephen over to the microphone? How are you doing today, Stephen?
1: Must eat brains.
0: I know, buddy. I know. Stephen, I have a big surprise for you. Much like when you were alive and ALS stole your ability to speak, the afterlife has deprived you of the ability to communicate anything but your insatiable hunger for brains. But I have a surprise for you. Your friends at NASA have developed a new software that can translate zombie speech. Let's give it a try. Okay, Steven. What's the first thing you'd like to say to the audience with your newfound ability to speak?
1: What's up, motherfuckers?
0: Yes, unfortunately, in the climate of the day, NASA had to censor certain words. So there is a limitation to your speech, but I'm not sure zombies have
1: the same rights as the living. So, Steven, what's it like being a zombie? It's nice to take a break from faggy science bullshit for a change. I
0: understand. Change is good. So what have you been occupying yourself with?
1: Zombie pussy.
0: Well, I guess even zombies have sexual needs. You are a man, flesh and blood. So the zombie ladies are attracted to you?
1: Even though I'm visually disturbing with the body of a fresh corpse, zombie bitches love me. All it takes is the wobble of my one good eye and their moist panties drop.
0: Well, good for you. Good for both of you, I
1: guess, right? Every zombie woman I'm with learns that I'm not just a freak in a wheelchair. I'm a freak in bed, too.
0: That brings about another question. I don't want to get too intimate, but how do you perform sexually given your condition?
1: I blink f**k.
0: Really? And that does it for the zombie ladies?
1: I wreck that pussy every night before bed.
0: Do you sleep on a Casper mattress? We're trying to get them as a sponsor, you know.
1: It's not so much a bed they put me in. Just like when I was alive, my handlers force my wheelchair into a dusty broom closet and shut off the light.
0: Well, I guess it's good to have handlers to help you. So tell me, after you died, did you go to heaven? Yes. What's heaven like?
1: People have to pay a quarter to look at me. So, I got that going for me, which is nice.
0: That is nice. Did you get to meet God in heaven?
1: Yes, I did. What was that like? He started laughing as soon as he saw me.
0: Laughing? That's an odd reaction, isn't it?
1: He said that he gave me ALS and made Christopher Reeve fall off that horse on purpose because he thinks cripples are funny.
0: Wow, that's dark.
1: But nothing makes him laugh harder than AIDS.
0: You just wouldn't expect that from the creator of all life.
1: God refers to everyone in heaven as my n******. Hard R.
0: I'm, I'm just speechless.
1: Well, I better get back to heaven. I have a horse ready for a blumpkin.
0: Wait, you're going back to heaven?
1: Yes. Zombies are just people from the afterlife on vacation.
0: Well, how about that? Ain't that something? Well, thanks for being a part of the first episode of Buffoonery. It's been an honor. But I understand, you don't want to keep a lady waiting.
1: Also, God hates it when you're late for the public kitten executions.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like you really don't want to upset God. Thanks again, Steven. You're the best.
1: That's a fact, baby.
0: Stephen Hawking, everybody. And that ends the first episode of Buffoonery. I want to thank my studio audience, my announcer Hank Kingsley. Hey now! And of course, Stephen Hawking.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: A special thank you to Rich Feinstein for the opening theme and for being a sounding board for many of the bits that appeared on the show. And lastly, thank you, Don Geronimo. I hope your third act starts soon, and I can't wait. So let's close out the show with one more bit. A variety show wouldn't be complete without a musical number. This song brings back a frequent guest from the Don and Mike show and a lovely trans lady I impersonated on the Don Geronimo show. Produced and recorded by Rich Feinstein, it's the great Dennis Murphy and the ravishing Caitlyn Jenner performing Summer Lovin'. Thanks for listening, and until next time, Adios, motherfuckers.
2: Summer loving, hand me a black.
0: Summer loving, happened so fast. I met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as can be.
2: Summer days. Drifting away, away to a low, low, summer night. Well, 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 well. Ooh, tell, tell me more, tell more. me more. Did you get very far? Tell me more, tell, tell, more. tell, tell me, more. me more. He's talking to five o'clock. He clowned by me. He got a clown. He ran by
0: me. Got my suit down. I
2: fell on my.
1: Really
0: he showed off what, what? splashing tell around. What, what, what? Summer, summer
1: sun, fun. something's begun. Oh, but, uh, oh, oh, summer
6: summer nights. Nights. oh, 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 oh,
2: oh, 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 oh The in the we
0: went strolling, drank lemonade. We made
2: out
6: under the, the right We
0: stayed out till 10, 10 o'clock. Summer fling, don't me a mean a thing,
2: ball. but uh, oh, the Come summer nights. Night. Tell, tell me more, tell me more. What like you you're gonna
4: longer. have to do?
2: Come
0: the north, come the north, come the south, come
2: a Shoot up, shoot shoot up, shoot ba shoot up, shoot ba shoot up, shoot shoot up, shoot shoot
0: up, shoot shoot up, shoot He got friendly, shoot
2: my hand. shoot up, shoot He was sweet, just turned 18. <laughs>
1: Summer heat, boy, and, boy and girl girl me. Oh, 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 the summer
2: Come more, come more. How much longer you me more, come and more. Can't you cut me, me a
0: It turned colder. That's where it ends.
2: Call, I call
1: her. We're going be flat
0: Then we made our true love vow
2: Wonder what she's doing now Summer dreams ripped at the
0: seams But Oh
2: mama
5: Walmart on Bell Island,
0: how can I help you? Hello, is this my local Bell Island Boulevard, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma Walmart?
5: Yes, it is.
0: Well, I, I read recently that you had a man who tried to shoplift a propane tank in his pants. Is that true?
5: I don't know anything about that.
0: Well, I just want to let you know, I'm just trying to be proactive. I'll be at your Walmart in a few minutes, and I'll be arriving with a propane tank in my pants, if you know what I mean.
5: Fantastic.
0: I don't want any misunderstandings. Don't say I didn't warn you.
7: Thank you for calling. Thanks, Babylon. Mr. go-order?
0: Yes, to go-order. What would you like, sir? Yeah, I'm not uh, totally familiar with your menu. What What would be the uh, the easiest thing to make tonight or the most popular or whatever?
7: We have a lumberjack lamb. It comes with uh, eight pieces of meat, two eggs, and a potato choice, and a two pancakes.
0: That sounds great.
7: How would you like your eggs?
0: A uh, scrambled like a bastard,
7: <laughs>
0: like a lunatic, just nutty scrambled.
7: Easy, well, just regular.
0: I, You know, I'll trust you. You just go ahead and just put that on there, and I don't give a shit.
7: For your the meat, you want bacon, sausage, and the ham, or you could do two hams, or you could do all bacon or all sausage.
0: Well, with a sausage, uh, that's like a sausage link?
7: Yeah, the pork link.
0: If you were to s- describe them by like your finger size, it would be one or two fingers with the, the thickness of the link.
7: I'm and not sure.
0: If you could just eyeball it, what do you think the length of the sausage would be? Like maybe six inches, eight inches?
7: I uh, couldn't tell you, sir. I never lined them up.
0: So tiny little flaccid sausages?
7: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. That's sad. But I'm uh, fine. I guess that's fine. Okay. Could I get a, a side with that? Yes, you can. Okay. I'd like a gallon of jizz. Or maybe just spray all over the food? Hello?